Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hello, welcome back. Welcome. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. And in case you don't know where you are, you're here on Connection with Brian and Nicole. Amen. <laughs> Just in case somebody got lost. <laughs> but stop here. Yeah. It's a good place to be lost. Don't go anywhere. We'll help you find your way. Oh, that's so sweet of us. <laughs> you, can, you can join us anytime on connectionshow.org. And we are continuing on with hope. I think yeah. we're on part five now. Um, good stuff. So I encourage you, yeah, if you amen. are joining us for the first time or if you've missed the last couple, then or if you just want to review, go back and at connectionshow.org and look up There's Hope because it is such a great series. And yes. it is such an important series. You hear a lot of messages on love. You hear a lot of messages on faith. But you don't hear a lot of messages on hope. And it is something that cannot be overlooked. That's right. It is a powerful weapon of God. It is a powerful resource. It is just, it, it is life-changing is what it really is. Um, it's not just a flippant wish or, you know, good luck, you know, yeah. hope, whatever. There is a power to it. So um, come on with us. Let's yeah. dig into it. Amen. Yeah, I believe that if you grab a hold of this series, There's Hope, and you really make it yours, yeah. uh, it without a doubt will change your life. Amen. Um, because hope will do that. And that's really, you mentioned something. That's how this series came up to me in the beginning as I was just uh, spending some time with the Lord and he says, how many messages have you heard on love? Because there's a verse that says these three things abide, right. faith, hope, and love. And uh, they're eternal. We know that. He said, how many series or how many messages have you heard on love? And I went, man, I've heard a bunch. Countless, yeah, yeah, a lot. And then he said, how many messages have you heard on faith? And I went, golly, I've heard probably thousands of messages on faith. And he said, how many have you heard on hope? And I went, yeah, <laughs> um, and I had a really hard time even thinking of one. I think I've heard one or two up to that point. It just is not a subject that I've heard a lot of teaching on, and that's the response most everybody that I've asked that question has had. And, he, and the Lord kind of spoke to me and said, if there's three things that are eternal, shouldn't you be well aware and, and well taught yeah. in those areas? So I want you to teach on hope. And so we started teaching on There's Hope, and it's become our theme for the past two years at Boomerang Church. And um, it's continuing because one of the things I felt like the Lord told me was that hope would become a very precious commodity in these times. Yeah. And uh, so as we jump into today, one of the things that we're looking at today is just how does hope work? How does it work? What does it look like in the Bible? What, what role does it play? And um, before we jump into how hope works today, well, let's, let's just kind of review where we've been. If you're catching this for the first time, definitely do what Nicole said. Go to connectionshow.org and start from the beginning because you need that foundation. And I want to just give the review of these things, but we went into detail with it in each week. Uh, you know, the first week we went into, look, there's hope. 
And the point of that was no matter what you face, no matter what you're facing right now or you may face in the future, there's hope. Mm -hmm. As long as God is God, there's hope for you and your situation. I don't care what the report is. I don't care if they used words like terminal or uh, that you're thinking that person will never change, never change. Listen, there's hope that they will change. We have seen miracles in situations that most people would say there's no hope in. And yet we put hope on God and And situations change. And the reason for that is in the Word it says this, everything that you see is temporal. That's right. In other words, if you can set your eyes on something in this world or a thing of this world, it is, uh, if you go on to define that, I believe uh, Dr. Jerry Savelle, uh, the first person I heard say this, he said, it's subject to change. Yes. So if, you, if it's a situation you find yourself in, that is subject to change if you will apply the Word of God in that situation. Amen. So no matter what, where you're at, there's hope. Uh, the next thing is, what is hope? Uh, the world basically uses hope like this. Uh, this is the way that we talk. And, and I've, I think I've mentioned this every episode because people use hope. We have in this world taken the biblical definition of hope and we have allowed it to be shifted from really one absolute that God has mm-hmm. set over to an absolute that's absolutely... We've stripped it of its power. We've stripped yeah. it of its power, and but it's, it's 180 degrees yeah. from where God actually had yeah. it set. And in the world, what we'll say is that, you know, you're not feeling well. Well, I hope it works out for you. And what Maybe. we're really doing is we're wishing and we're in luck. But it's not hope. Hope is a confidence. Hope is joy. Yes. Hope is an expectation on the promises of God. It, and you can tell if you're in hope. If you're in hope, you will have joy. And I'm going to say and, each one of these things. You'll have all three, not just one of them. You'll have all three or else you're not really in hope. You will have joy. You will have confidence. In other words, nobody's going to be able to shake you. No, this is happening. Mm -hmm. And what's going to be happening? The expectation of the promises and the character and nature of God. His goodness, His love for you, His power in your life. You're going to have joy, confidence, and expectation. That's the biblical definition of hope. Uh, the next week we talked about, look, we need hope. Yes. We've got to have hope. The reality in the world versus what hope actually is, they are uh, in stark contrast to each other. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing and what we have been seeing in the world versus the biblical definition of hope, they are two opposite ends of the spectrum. We need hope to pull what has been a reality over to the hope of God where we affect change in our world. The next week we talked about, uh, last week we talked about a responsibility. We as Christians have a responsibility to hope. Uh, Jesus and the Father are both hope and we're supposed to be Christ-like. So right. if we are going to put on Christ, then we are putting on hope. Yes. Uh, we also have to see that He commanded us to hope And then we see also that hope is contagious. It's a part of evangelism. So as a believer, uh, we have to understand that we have a responsibility to hope. So there is hope. 
Hope is joy, confident, confidence, and expectation. We need it, yes. and we have responsibility for it. And today we're talking about how does it work. So looking at how it works, let's turn to Romans 15, 13, and uh, I'll let you go right ahead. Okay. So Romans 15, 13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so you've got the God of hope. It's who he is. You know, and when you receive him as your Lord, when you receive him as your God, you have hope. That's right. It's there. You know, it's kind of like, I'm thirsty. Well, I've got this cup. It's got stuff in it to drink. Currently dot do. Well, if I'm thirsty, I can either sit there and look at it, man, I wish I had something to drink. I'm so thirsty. Or I can pick it up. Yes. It's mine. It's it's no lesser mine if I don't pick it up. Hope is there. If we have God, we have hope. But it's up to us to pick it up and partake of it. Yes. You know, and I was sitting here thinking, why is it, you know, just thinking on why it's so important. And it says, you know, faith is the substance of things hoped for. You don't have hope. Your faith is not going to work. Yeah. You know, so we can say all day, all day, all day, I've got faith. I've got faith. I'm a faithful person. But we're walking out around without our hope. That's not faith. Yeah, yeah. You know, your faith will not work. We have to put on hope. And when we have God, we have it. It's there for us. Yeah. Well, and let's look at this Romans 15, 13 and kind of break it down into parts. Uh, the, first, the first part of it says, now may the God of hope. So the first thing that we want to recognize is this is scripture. Yes. And all scripture is inspired by God. This is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is declaring God is the God of hope. All right. So now this is not just a good idea. This is coming from a, a good source, yes. right? This is the Holy Spirit inspiring this. It's coming from a good source. God is the God of hope. In other words, if I have hope, I have God. And if I have God, I have hope. That's right. You know, this is you what... You can't have one without the other. You can't have one without the other. Yeah. But it's also the Holy Spirit saying this. Here's what God wants to do with that hope. He wants to fill you with all joy. How many people do we know that are walking around filled with all joy? Not very many, you know, not honestly, if we honestly look at it, not very many. So that tells us right there how many people have hope in this world. Not, and yet God is declaring to all people, I'm the God of hope that wants to fill you with all joy. So if we're not walking in all joy, well, then we're not fulfilling what the will of God is for our lives. The next part is he wants to fill us with all joy and fill us with all peace. Yeah that comes in believing. How many people do we know that have all peace? But see, when God says these things, this, He's not giving us empty promises here. That's right. This is a reality. So hope has a purpose. And as we receive hope, the God of hope, then we'll be filled with all joy. We'll have peace. That's part of the confidence there. And then it says, so that you will abound in hope. Yes. In other words, he doesn't want to just give you a little bit of hope. He wants to have you abound in hope. That's the purpose. That's the heart of God for you, for me. That's the heart of God for everybody on this earth. He loves us so much. 
And a lot of times, uh, you said it either last week or this week, but you said something, you know, uh, that we need Jesus. I think it was last week we were talking about realities. And we need Jesus. A lot of times I see people fighting against God and fighting against Jesus because somebody has said something wrong to them. You know, God is perfect, but people sometimes are missing it. <laughs> they may be washed, you know, by the blood of the Lamb, but they still have a mind that's not fully renewed, that they haven't given over to Christ, and they can say and do the wrong things. I know I've said and done the wrong things plenty. So a lot of times people get a picture of God based off of in imperfect people. And then they believe that God is cruel and doesn't love them and that he just wants to control them. And that's actually the exact opposite of who God that's is. Right. If God wanted to control us, he would just do it. He could. It's within his power. Yeah. If he wanted to kill us, he'd just wipe us out. That's not who God is. And, and I, could, I could go into that and actually show that to you in the scripture and even, even show you how the Old Testament and the New Testament line up. Mm -hmm. But the biggest thing that you can, it's in Hebrews 1.3, it says that Jesus was the full representation, the exact representation, and basically the full picture of who God is. And you saw Jesus forgiving people, even people that have sinned. And so a lot of times people are fighting against Christ. They're fighting against the goodness of God, and that's exactly what they need. So no matter where you're at, I'm telling you today that God is good. He loves you. He's a God of hope, and He wants to get that hope to you right now today. And it says, look, He wants you to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the will of God for you. Okay. So the first thing that we want you to see on how hope works is what does it do for you? It brings joy. It brings peace. It fills you up with the joy, confidence, and expectation of the good things of God. And he does that through the power of the Holy Spirit. And the next thing we want to look at is let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And if you want to read yep, that. That says, but now faith, hope, love, Abide these three, but the greatest of these is love. Amen. Amen. I, you know, I read that, and every time I'm like, well, of course it is, because God is love. Right, right. But you need all three. Right. You know, it says faith, hope, and love. You've got to have them all. Yes. You know, and I think what you're talking about in the last verse, how many people do we see walking around with all joy and all peace? And I'm like... What do I see walking around? I see a bunch of Eeyores a lot of times. <laughs> you know, I mean, Eeyore, bless his heart, you know, he'll walk around, well, it's going to be all right. And he'll think that, you know, we have people walking around like that. Well, I'm a person of faith. It'll be all right. And you just want to say, well, then get happy. You know, where's your hope? Where's your joy? And that's, that's yeah. what we see in the world. And you've got to have, yes, you need faith. And, you know, you've, you've got to have love. But if you don't have hope, the other two won't work. Yeah. Well, and this verse, when it's translated, some translations say uh, you need faith, hope, and love. We as Christians need to abide in all three and that's have right. those three abiding in us. And uh, other translations will say these three things and last forever, right? faith, hope, and love. They last forever. So one of the things that we need to see is that, and you, when you take the full counsel of the word, you mm -hmm. see that both of those things are true. And 
so one of the things that we see is this, that if we want to have a stable ground, if we want to set our uh, foundation on something that's eternal. If the things in the world are temporal, if they're temporary and subject to, tr to uh, change, and then we set ourselves and make the things of the world our foundation, we're going to be shaky. Mm -hmm. We're going to, and a lot of times, I know you and I, we've felt shaky on certain situations because we found out later on we set our foundation on the wrong thing. We had the yeah. wrong foundation. But when we make our foundation love and faith and hope, these things that are eternal and they don't change, all of a sudden our lives become stable. It brings a stability and a strength to us that the devil has a hard time shaking. So you can have a stable life. No matter what you've been through, no matter how unstable it's been up to this point, from this point forward, your life can be stable in Christ. And that's a beautiful and wonderful thing. Um, and hope works that way by, first of all, giving you a stability. Uh, Galatians 5, 6 says this. Let's go there. You want to read that? Mm -hmm. It says, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but faith working through love. So what's interesting here, in the first verse, we see uh, faith, hope, and love. And we're going to put a graphic up here uh, that shows you that those two, faith and love, right? When you have faith, it says that it worketh by love, okay? And King James says, faith worketh by love. And here in the New American, it says, faith working through love. A way to describe this is that faith is empowered by love. Without love, faith is not going to work. It's not going to work. Um, you can also say it like this, that, that faith, the foundation of faith, the support for faith, is love. Yeah. Without love, faith falls to the ground. All right? And so you can see that I can try to put on faith all day long, but if that faith is not generated and empowered by love or supported by the love of God, the agape love of That's God, right. my faith is going to fall flat. I've got to have both pieces. I've got to have faith and love. Now, let's go to the next verse and look how hope comes into that. So that's Hebrews 11.1. 11, 11, 1. 1. Yep. So in Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, Now faith is the assurance, the substance or support of things hoped for. It's the conviction of things not seen. Okay. So now what we see is that faith is the assurance. In the King James it says faith is the substance mm -hmm. of things hoped for. Okay. Uh, another word for that substance is support. So faith supports the things that we hope for. So in other words, hope is supported by faith. Yes. So now we'll show you this other graphic and we'll show you that faith now, love supports faith and then faith supports hope. So here's an interesting thing. If you take love out of the equation, none of it works. If you take faith out of the equation, none of it works. If, if, you have, if you take hope out of the equation, then faith has, let me say it this way, faith has nothing to support. 
In other words, hope, what is hope? A joyful, confident expectation of what? It's a joyful, confident expectation of the character of God, the nature of God, and the promises of God. Let me give you an example of that. Let's say that uh, we need healing. Then we go into the Word and we see that, you know, 1 Peter 2.24, by His stripes we were healed. Uh, we see it uh, in Mark 16, around verse 15, 16, 17, it says, those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Uh, I think it's Matthew 8, 17 says that on the cross, Jesus bore our sins and our sicknesses. Um, we see in the word that God promises healing. Uh, Acts 10, 38, Jesus went about doing good. He, here's the good stuff that he did, healing all who were oppressed of the devil. Yeah. In other words, sickness was an oppression of the devil. That's confirmed in Deuteronomy 28 under the curse. We're redeemed from the curse. Um, so we see that healing is a good thing of God. Right. He did the good, Jesus did the good works of God, healing all that were oppressed. So all of these are promises of God for healing, yes. right? My hope reads those promises and real true Bible hope gets joy. Oh, I can have healing? Right. It also grabs a hold of confidence. Hope says, I'm confident I can have healing. And it grabs a hold of expectation, mm -hmm. which says, I'm expecting healing. Yes. I'm expecting it now. It's coming. It's mine. I'm confident of it. Well, then love and faith bring hope, bring that expectation of that promise into a reality. So love and faith support hope. If you took hope out of that, what would faith bring into manifestation? It, w it has nothing to bring into manifestation. So you have to have hope or else your faith does not work. So how hope works is it gives faith something to manifest. Well, this is beautiful because now you can see why the devil tries to steal hope. Because if he can steal our hope, then he can steal the promises and the manifestations right. of God's goodness. And that's yeah. what he's after. That's right. So, um, you want to say anything on that? Well, and I just think about where places and times when I've put my hope in the wrong things. And so I think it was really good that you point out, you know, the love, the agape love. Yes. You know, that God is love. When you have that foundation as God, when your, your hope is in God, when your faith is in God, this will work. But where it went wrong is, you know, Satan started steering us to hoping in the wrong thing. Right. And when you start hoping in the wrong thing, that's where the power goes out of it. Yes. You know, it may be the same word, but it's not the same word. You know, it's yeah. not the same power that goes into godly hope. And so, you know, just something I thought was worthy of pointing out is make sure your hope is in God. Make sure That's it's founded right. in that. In the Word. In the Word. In, you know, yeah. God is love. Jesus is the Word. You know, it's got to be founded in that. So if you're walking around today going, well, I've got hope, but it's just not working. Do like I did. I had to do this. I had to come to the revelation that, yeah, I thought I had hope, and yeah, I had faith, and I had love, but I was pointing them all to the wrong thing. You know, in some ways, you know, I, I was putting my hope and my faith and my love and my husband to be my source, to be my strength, to be my love, to be my God. I looked to him 
for everything. And so then when, when I wanted to know why was hope not working for me, it wasn't founded in the Word of God. It wasn't founded God is love. It wasn't right. founded in love. And it wasn't founded. Yeah. If it's not God is love, it's not love. Right. It's an imitation. And that's what hope has become to the world. When they say, oh, you feel bad, I hope you feel better. That's an imitation. That's, yes. not, that's yeah. not God's hope. So I just encourage you today, check your basis, check your foundation. Is it God is love? That's the foundation that hope stands on. Yeah, amen, amen. And that's, you start to see this, you start to see that um, if, if the devil can steal our hope, then our faith is not working. I, one of the things that has become so clear to me over time is this, is that how many people have we talked to that was believing God for something and it didn't come to pass? Lots. And yeah, lots of them. Yeah. And so we're, we're sitting there thinking, once I got revelation of hope, I started to realize, you know, here they are trying to act in love. Mm -hmm. here, the, here they are trying to act in faith. But if they don't have hope, nothing is working. And they've been maybe even trying to walk in faith. And this is the answer for a lot of people as to why their faith wasn't That's working. Right. They're like, I believed, but they had no hope. Remember, we go back to what hope is. Joy, confidence, expectation. If you didn't have joy in that, you may have been in faith. You may have been in love. You may have had it founded on the promises of God. You may, you may have had that. But there was no joy there. Maybe there was fear. Well, that fear, that's the opposite of confidence. There's no confidence. There's no expectation that his promise is going to come through. And all of a sudden, you start to get a clear picture. Oh, my goodness. I was, I was in faith. I was in love. But I had no hope. And so my faith had nothing for faith to manifest, yeah. and that's why it didn't come. So here's the great thing. All right, now you, you're learning this. Now you're seeing it. And so you can say, if I just turn on my hope, yes. put my emotions and my thoughts down and turn on hope, I can start to see these things manifest right. again because I know how to put on love and faith, and I know how to now to put on hope and the yeah. importance of it. And that's what the devil's after. And, you know, one of the things that... I want to point out to you is that if the devil can steal, we're going to talk more next week about how the devil tries to do this because uh, the devil's not stronger than God. That's right. But the Word does tell us, know how he operates. Yeah. Know what he's up to. We're going to talk about that next week and know how to uh, set our hope, to get it fixed. See what he's up to and then fix our, our hope. But no matter where you've been right now, everything can change today. And yeah. so you begin to grab a hold of hope by accepting the God of hope. And, and I want your prayers to work. This is something that Nicole and I, the, we have the connection, with Brian, the connection show with Brian and Nicole, but the whole point of it is for us to connect with you, you to connect with us, and all of us together to connect with Jesus. And we want to see you connect with Jesus who is the God of hope, so that hope can abound in you. Well, that starts, it can start right now. Maybe, maybe you've had a connection with him before and it's dimmed a little bit. Maybe you've never had that connection. Maybe you just, I need that hope. 
I, I need the hope of God. I'm telling you, it's awesome. It, it, it just it makes your life so much better. Right now, you can connect with Him. Just pray this with me. He loves you so much that He sent Jesus for you. And He didn't come to condemn you or to damn you. He came to set you free. That's why Jesus came, to bring hope to you and to bring salvation. So right now, just pray this with me. Just say, Father... Right now, I receive Jesus, my hope. I receive the God of hope. Jesus Christ, I receive Him as my Savior and my Lord. He's my Lord. He's the director of my life. He makes the choices for me. I'm not making my choices anymore. Every time He is leading me to triumph, thanks be unto God who's always leading me to triumph. And I choose, I make a choice to let Jesus make my choices. And when He shows me what to do by His Word or by revelation, I will follow Christ and I will make Him the Lord of my life, the Lord, the director of my life. I believe that He died for me and I believe that the Father in His love brought Him back to life. And when Jesus raised up from the dead, I was raised up with Christ. Yeah. And now today, He is my Lord and Savior, and I am filled with His hope. In amen. Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you prayed that for the first time, go to connectionshow.org. Send us a note. Tell us about it. We want to send something to you. Or even today, if you were just recommitting. But above all things today, we just ask that God would fill you with hope. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week. Have a great day. We love you. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.